0: Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast brought to you by SME Strategy. My name is Anthony Taylor, and I'm going to be your host today. On the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, we interview senior leaders and thought leaders to get their best practices for leading teams, for driving and executing strategy, and other best practices as it relates to leadership and team development. And our goal here on the Strategy and Leadership podcast is to bring you practical and executable tips that you can use right away to support the growth of your organization or your business. So if you enjoy today's episode, please be sure to subscribe. You can follow us on YouTube for other bonus content on strategy and leadership, or, and you can join in on the conversation on Facebook in the Strategy and Leadership community. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony here. Today, I'm joined by J.P. Clement, who is the CEO of Boomtime Marketing. J.P., how's it going today?
1: Pretty well, thanks, and you?
0: Oh, I'm doing excellent, thank I'm
1: glowing today,
0: you can see, so I've got this great, great vibe for whatever it is, November 3rd today. But that, today is not about me. Today is about you, J.P. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your background. I'm excited to hear about all the different experiences you've had and how they contribute to your perspectives on strategy and leadership. So why don't you do your intro, and then we'll go from there.
1: Sure. Uh, so uh, I, um, as you, everybody can hear, I didn't grow up in this country. I grew up in France, uh, but went to business school uh, on the East Coast um, and decided to stay and become a citizen on a later date. And uh, so I've, I've been in the U.S. for about 30-plus years. I've uh, been doing marketing for 30-plus years as well. I started in the typical traditional uh, packaged goods marketing, and uh, went on from there to do some direct marketing. Back in the days, where direct marketing was uh, done uh, via snail mail. I'm dating myself a little bit here, but uh, you know that's that's what we were doing back then. And then uh, you know the, jumped in the um, in the digital marketing space uh, in 1998 with a company called CitySearch and Ticketmaster.com, uh, where I was the VP of marketing. Um, and then I've stayed pretty much in that world. Since then, I um, was on the, what you'd call the corporate or the client side for a long time. But then in 2006, I uh, joined a uh, social media marketing agency. Uh, back in the days where social, me- uh, social media marketing was not even called social media marketing yet. And uh, that was in 2006. And then started my own agencies. I had three of them. I um, joined Boom Time very recently uh, to do uh, digital marketing for small and medium-sized businesses.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. One of the things, the one that struck out to me the most or stuck out rather was when you're doing VP marketing for Ticketmaster online. And uh, because you're looking at like, they evolved from database to search. So for those of you that know me, I'm a marketing nerd and marketing has evolved. It's always been a different flavor. And so I imagine you've experienced and tasted all of the flavors which have added to your, you know, your depth and breadth of experience and, and background
1: there. Uh, yes, definitely. I think, you know, without uh, bragging too much, I think I've probably done every single type of marketing that exists or has existed and <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, especially digital marketing, you know, which is a very, 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 very diverse type of, uh, of, of um, you know, category of marketing. Um, you know, within digital marketing, there's a ton of things that, that exist, uh, sub, subcategories of uh, digital marketing. So, yeah, I definitely learned a lot uh, because that was my first foray into digital marketing. And I came, as you said, from um, CPG, you know, customer packaged goods, uh, marketing, brand marketing, if you want to call it that. And then uh, direct marketing, database marketing. Uh, So I did a lot of catalog marketing, loyalty marketing and things. So, yeah, I uh, learned a lot, um, but also uh, I was able to bring all the things I'd learned in uh, my more traditional marketing background to bear on uh, what we were doing in digital marketing which was uh, kind of an interesting uh, transition but also um, a very uh, fulfilling one and by the way i forget to mention that i had a chance uh, in business school to decide between marketing and finance and uh, most of my classmates actually went into finance and consulting and i decided to do marketing um and one of the because it's to get me better as a person but also because uh Every book I was reading or every article I was reading at, at the time was saying that uh, marketing and finance actually were the two ways to get to the top of the company and become CEO of the company. So that's one of the reasons, you know, in terms of stri- strategic moves for my career, I thought mark- marketing was a good one. It took me a little bit of, uh, of time to get there, but, but that definitely worked out.
0: Yeah. Well, I, what I like about marketing is that, well, especially in your case, you're like a Swiss army knife in the sense or French army knife, as in you've like seen all of the different tools, but each marketing function, whether that's like within a team in 2020 or in the past, you know, search marketing has a different approach to things. They have a different style. They have a different way of thinking compared to, you know, traditional P and G everybody, but you still have to understand the customer. But it's such an inter. they all have strategy involved. You can't just do marketing, which is like blasting out. You really need to understand all of those components. So taking all of that experience, taking that background, as you have gone in your journey as as a marketer and chief strategist and CMO, head of marketing, founder, CEO, why is it important? for a company, like the head of a company, the entire organization, the leadership team to have a clearly articulated strategy and how does that impact the success of the marketing function? So if you're a marketing leader, you know, this is really a question for you, but if you're a CEO, you know, you should think of this as like, how does this affect your marketers? Because there's the ones who they're bringing the money in, in large part, not only, but so I'll reiterate my question. Why is it important for a company to have a strategy in order to support the marketing function?
1: Yeah, so I mean, strategy is really at the core and in, in, of, of everything that companies do, and or at least should be. In some cases, it might not be, but it should be. And and marketing is an integral part of your strategy, uh, whether you like it or not. Uh, you know, we as in my career, I've, I've met a lot of companies that helped a lot of companies that discounted marketing or didn't think marketing was very important, and even especially in the B2B space, right, or in companies that sell to other companies. And so this idea of uh, you know market marketing being just a cost center, right, and not necessarily uh, something that helps the company uh, from a strategic standpoint, is very very outdated. And I think there's probably very few companies nowadays that don't take marketing seriously and as part of an integrated integral part of their own strategy. And and the reason is that uh, marketing is definitely a cost center in a lot of cases, but it's also uh, for a lot of companies a, a direct source of revenue. So that's why. When we do campaigns, we look at the ROI, the return on investment of our campaigns, because it's not just, you know, you're just not sinking money into a big marketing black hole, but you are also are generating, uh, very often a lot of re- re- revenue from pure marketing campaigns, which is, as I mentioned, a little bit more difficult to understand for B2B companies typically because, you know, for them, sales, sales is what generates revenue and marketing is what spends money. Uh, but it's it's not really the case because we do actually most of our work at Boomtime time for B2B companies. And in some cases, we're the, they're the first time they, they ever did digital marketing. You know, um, So to kind of uh, finish answering your question, yeah, I mean, um, everything uh, marketing does has a place in the larger strategy of uh, any company pretty much. Cool. And, and JP
0: warned me, he said, like, we might have a dog visitor today. So that if you're hearing some, some dog noises, that's what it is, but it's okay. Cause we love having guests on our show. Um, so, you know, really one key word that came up a couple of times was like integrate because, you know, marketing in itself and all strategy is in itself, it needs to be integrated because you can't have sales without marketing. And even the, you know, the core value proposition of your business, especially if it's changed in 2020, You know, relies on marketing to be able to shift that narrative. So as it relates to communicating the value proposition and let's say a changing value proposition, how important is it for marketing to be sort of in the loop of that? And what have you done in the past to sort of make marketing be part of that conversation so that everybody in the company, all the sort of corporate functions are moving towards in the same place?
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, it, integrating marketing into everything is pretty important. But it's not just marketing, right? I mean, every piece of your company needs to strategically work together. Otherwise, you don't have really a big chance of success. And so, as, as a marketer, I've worked with very closely with uh, with finance, right? Um, I've worked very closely with production. Like you know, I've worked for food manufacturers, and you know, well, as, as a marketer, you have to work very closely with uh, operations basically to make sure that you you know the marketing that you're doing is is impact you know the market that you're doing is impacting directly the capacity of of the manufacturing plant so you know there's a lot of things it uh, it obviously integrates with product especially in in, the dot com world in digital marketing the product that you're marketing is incredibly tightly woven into marketing and has to be so i've managed teams you know in the past for instance i've requested uh, when hired as a VP of marketing for some startups that I've worked with in the past to be also the VP of product management and marketing, because those two are, you know, if they're too dissociated, uh, you won't be su- successful, your strategy will definitely not, not work. And in a lot of cases, especially, uh, again, in the digital world, your product is uh, an integral component of your marketing, you can do some of your marketing through your product. Um, so. You know, there's a lot of ways in which uh, marketing has to be it- integrated, but truly it needs to be um, talking to pretty much every other single function and coordinating with every single function of a company. Mm. Have you seen the same for uh, services? Oh yeah, definitely. So, you know, I, I don't really make a difference between services and, and products. Actually, at, at Boomtime, we sell Services, but we've productized them. So we call, we call them products, but what we sell is digital marketing services. So I, I don't really differentiate, you know, as as a marketer between products and, and services. It's uh, it, especially in this day and age of uh, many many um, you know different ways to do marketing in general and digital marketing. Uh, you know the the difference has has been very become very blurred. And same thing by the way between B two B and B two C companies. So some people say, oh, you have to have you know B two B marketing experience or B two C marketing ex- experience. And you know those two worlds have converged dramatically in, in the past few years to the point where there are very few different differences. So what is your
0: perspective on you know we have like digital companies like and we're going to call that like ten years ago digital companies versus like companies being digitally enabled. From a corporate strategy perspective, how do you see those playing into being like a digital company versus like using digital within what you do?
1: Yeah, well, in the sense, you know, I think that in this day and age, every company has to have a digital strategy about how they're going to go about using the digital world to to their benefit. Um, and so that could be marketing, that could be distribution, that could be a lot of different things, right? I mean, the, the world of the digital world is, 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 is incredibly vast. Uh, and complex a digital market, I mean, digital in, in general, um, and, and the st- and strategy around companies, you know, have to include digital. And for digital companies, actually, there's a lot of digital companies that, or what you call digital companies, that actually are trying to do to kind of bridge that gap between the physical world and the digital world um and i've worked with several of them a lot of them startups a lot of them trying to figure out a way to actually do that and so this is interesting that there's a lot of uh, very interesting things going on in that world of trying to merge uh, digital companies with a physical um process or, or physical goods uh, i mean a great example is uber right i mean they they offer, I mean, a lot of people think of them as a digital company. You know, it's all about the app. It's all about you know the, everything that they enable through through their app. But it's not really a digital company, a pure digital company. You know, and so bridging that, that gap there is something that you know is uh is uh, very critical in a lot of, of respect. And Uber might be like just uh, one example, but you know any company that I can think of that I have worked with, uh, whether it was a digital company or non digital company has had to figure out the digital strategy. Uh, And actually I've done a lot of work in the past few years helping very large companies with digital innovation, digital integration.
0: I think the key word for me took out of that was the digital integration. Because it's not just like digital marketing, it's just the marketing people have been on that online world. They're the ones who've been coding WordPress websites for 10 years or whatever, and, and doing all the shopping cart stuff. But looking at how you can incorporate digital and those into all of your processes to create that integration and that's why you know whether it's finance people whether it's marketing people or whether whoever it's having that integration to make sure that the right hand knows what the left hand is doing because there's less waste there's greater opportunity and you can move faster and I think marketers are are fast moving people so uh, i'm going to step back and we talked about partnership we talked about the integration i guess we're talking about it now What have you seen in your career, not having to name any names, when people aren't in partnership, when the marketing function or other corporate functions are in silos and they're not working together, integrated? What have you seen and how has that affected the overall business growth and business direction?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to state kind of the obvious here, Um, although it's it's not always been obvious. But. Look, every uh, experience I've had, where silos were created between marketing and, say, for instance, sales, or marketing and finance, or marketing and production, Uh, things fall apart, right, and pretty fast. um, You know, you have to create that integration, uh, break those silos down. There are a lot of synergies that can happen, but also, um, probably more importantly, there are a lot of things that can fall through the cracks and not work. If these things are not totally integrated, and it doesn't go just for you know marketing versus the rest of the company, it also goes within marketing. You know, especially in this day and age of you know many, many, many different tools in marketing, especially in digital marketing. You have to integrate your marketing. To there is no more silver bullets, right? So as there are no more silver bullets at the corporate level, there are no more silver bullets at the marketing level. So you have to integrate your marketing and then integrate marketing into the bigger picture. And, yeah, I I have seen, you know, a lot of companies, you know, not understanding that, and I've I've tried myself actually to fix that in a lot of uh, cases and to integrate. And and, and sometimes, you know – especially with startups or companies launching new brands, new new products that have, have been involved with a lot of them, marketing at some point stops being just pure marketing and starts becoming a business model and you know overall business strategy and product strategy and things like that. So, you know, there's a, a significant blurring of these, uh, these different functions that happens kind of Organically, uh, in companies, or should happen organically. So when you start putting some barriers or creating some silos, those necessary, you know, interactions and and blurring of of lines becomes a big problem.
0: How important would you say a company's mission and vision are to the overall company success? But of course, the, the marketing
1: function. I personally believe be very critical. You know, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of research done, a lot of books written about it, a lot of TED Talks, but, you know, um, there is a guy named, uh, uh, I can't remember his first name, that seemed is his last name, and he's done dozens of TED Talks, and he speaks, he's done a lot of research also into what makes companies successful. And he realized, and very quickly, and he talks about the why of companies, and he said, companies that... Uh, sell you what they do or how they do it do not succeed as much or as well or for how as long as companies that tell you why they are doing something. And so there's a lot of companies that do that incredibly well. They're famous like Nike and Apple and people like that. But if you really pay attention to what they're doing from a marketing standpoint, especially, but also from a vision and mission statement standpoint, these companies are telling you why they do what they do, not what or how. And so I've taken that to heart and I've, I've been kind of a uh, follower of, uh, of that, that trend uh, for a while. And um, actually, when I joined the CEO of Boomtime a few months ago, I spent a lot of time with my management team rethinking the core values, the vision and the mission statement for the company. And it's taken us a while, but I think we're in a much better place today. And then you disseminate that um, that vision, the mission statement throughout the through the rest of the company. So everybody gets get gets on board, right? And you create some kind of a culture that kind of drives everything towards that vision. Um, but it's 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 hypercritical. And I think, you know, at, at least at boom time we're in a better place than we were a few months ago just because we did that exercise. And I think it goes for companies in general, uh, and for marketing, of course, uh, as a function within within a company.
0: Did you have that in those other, you know, when you worked within the teams, the smaller teams earlier in your career, did you have those set up or not exactly?
1: Uh, it, it really varied, right? Some companies did not have any kind of mission statement or vision or teams didn't have any vision. Some did. So it's been a little bit all, all over the place, but the ones where I've, thrive personally the most. And I think that did a better job overall as a company were those companies and those teams that had that vision and those mission statements and, and all that.
0: What are you most excited about? Like what are you looking forward to in your leadership at boom time? Or what are you looking forward to in sort of the macro economy thing that that excites you, whether that's digital, whether that's strategy, whether that's digital strategy, you know, what what are you looking forward to in the next couple of years?
1: Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> Probably did not have a podcast to talk about this. But yeah, so look, uh, to, to narrow it down to boom time, I'm incredibly, I mean, I, I was given a very, very uh, tough and significant challenge to uh, basically quadruple the size of the company in the next four years. Uh, so that's a definitely a challenge I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about. Uh, a little bit nervous sometimes, some days, but over, overall something that's really getting up in the morning and making me super excited to be a part of BoomTime. And to lead the whole team, you know, with about thirty people, to this great goal of uh, becoming this kind of leader in the in a digital marketing space. Uh, we do things very differently. So you know, we have we we have a I would call it almost like a next gen uh, digital marketing agency where we, we do things uh, very differently. We've created our own uh, digital platform uh, that we use to underline and undergird our uh, all our marketing efforts, and we use it for a lot of different things. But, we, you know, I'm excited about growing that and making it even more efficient and more powerful so we can do better marketing and spend more uh, human time one-on-one with our clients. Um, so that's very exciting to me, I think. And, and one of the things, you know, that um, so very few trends in the industry or, you know, in the in world, in, general, in the digital world in general, that have been I've been really, really fascinated by and that has started to kind of mature a little bit, but are still quite, not quite there. So I'm I'm very excited about. Uh, I, I keep an eye on what's going on in the in the world of big data. I don't know if you heard that term as a, an analytics and a data uh, kind of uh, uh, aficionado, you can call it. Uh, I've been very fascinated by, um, and that goes together with another trend called uh, IoT, uh, Internet of Things, which is also something that I think has tremendous potential for. Uh, a lot of uh, integration and, and uh, a lot of power in terms of marketing in some cases, but also for companies in uh, general. And something that I think we're, the the world is trending that way. Um, and uh, I'm kind of I'm curious and fascinated by you know where where we're going to end up. And this this is still in its infancy, so seeing where this is going to go is is really uh, is really fascinating to me.
0: That's awesome. Because, I mean, big data, IoT, you know, all of those things have been around. They've been around as long as you've been a marketer. They just have been yeah, different much, applications, but, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, so, but, and by the way, there is a bit of marketing at play here, too, where, you know, suddenly it's big data with capital B and capital D, uh, which is a kind of marketing way to kind of promote this new this trend. That's not necessarily new that existed for a while, but has been really kind of um, augmented and 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 sped up by, the fact that digital marketing does generate a tremendous amount of data, <laughs> and that understanding that that data, manipulating that that data, is critical to the success of a lot of digital marketing companies. And then uh, IoT yeah, has been around for a while, but the same thing, you know, I, th- I think there is an acceleration of of how that's being uh, that's being done and what's what's going on and. And a lot of marketing, new new marketing, I, will, I call it marketing terms because they are, you know, it's people creating like catchy phrases and names for all these different things, like internet of things. Um, like M M to M. You know, you know, people talk about B2B and B2C as we just did, but now there's M M to M, machine to machine. Um so there's all, all these very to me at least fascinating things that are happening that are changing the world in ways, and especially in the marketing world, but the world in general in ways that I think we can't really grasp today, but I'm very excited about uh, seeing happening. Yeah, it was like the money, like the Moneyball movie, where they made decisions
0: based on on data, which you know at that point was just like, hey, like what is statistically there, and the availability and the cost of actually getting that data and having the, the a data strategy, which again we could make a whole podcast on, just like a data strategy and a information strategy to help you make better decisions is huge. Because then you're not just guessing what your customer wants. You can say, hey, they've been on this page for 90 seconds and they click this button. That's the level you could do it. And if you're what I'm going to call older school, like talk to your talk to your young people. Learn about what's what's possible there, because there's a lot of cool stuff that even still me. I'm like, whoa, like this thing can happen like chatbot automation. and, Anyways, we could do a whole podcast on that, but we don't have enough time. I want to ask you one more question, JP, unless there's anything you wanted to talk, go back on that big data IoT.
1: Business. No, look, I could talk about this for hours. And if you want to have me again, we can talk about a- analytics and data, which is something I'm very passionate about and try to you know, uh, apply to boom time. You know, we do generate a lot of, of data for our clients, but I don't think we're doing yet a very good job. And again, as you know, I'm, I'm new, but we're not doing a very good job of telling stories with our data, which is, as, as a marketer and a data fanatic, you know, I'm very uh, keen on doing. Uh, and I think it's very important, not only for ourselves as, a, as, a, as an agency, but for our clients so we can tell them stories that even if they don't understand you know, tables of numbers, but we can show them pretty pictures and great words and tell the story with the data that we're generating for them, I think they'll, they'll be in a better place too. Uh, so anyway. As you can tell, I can talk about this for hours, but maybe for another time. Absolutely. Well, I'll one more question I have for you.
0: What are two pieces of advice you would give to people who are in the marketing function, who've been in your shoes in the past? What advice would you give them to be successful in the future, to sort of like elevate themselves in the world of strategy, but more specifically the leadership of being like a CMO or a CEO? What would you give them in as yeah. advice?
1: So I would say a couple of things. I, I would say, uh, you know, maybe I'm a bit biased, but really follow the data, right? I mean, focus on data and, and analytics and facts. Market research can help a lot, uh, either, sec- either secondary or primary, but you know, uh, follow the data, read the data, understand the data, and that, that will help you as a, as a marketer. Uh, it definitely helps you as a strategist overall. And you know, I, I tell my team all the time: if we can't measure it, we can't manage it. Um, and I think that's very critical, right? You need to be able to uh, do that. So, for that, um, keep yourself up to date on everything that's going on in marketing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a very, very, especially digital marketing. It's a very fast-changing world. And there's always new tools, new theories, new things that are popping up. You know, pretty much it used to be on a daily basis, Now it's probably on a monthly basis, but there's some very important things that are happening out there that you need to stay on top of to be uh, an efficient uh, marketer, to grow in your marketing uh, capability uh, capabilities, and then to become a leader, which is what we're talking about, right? And then, you know, it, and understand the place of market, the very important place of marketing in the general structure of a company and in the world in general. You know, we, we don't realize it, but as I was talking about, you know, big data, internet of things, those, those are terms coined by marketers, basically. And, and marketing is everywhere. Um, and so understanding, by understanding, it, especially in businesses, how it fits there in those businesses and how it integrates with the rest of, of the functions is what's going to make you a... Uh, An efficient and uh, and powerful leader that's awesome jp thank you for that that's uh, super clear
0: i think everybody could benefit from understanding the Im- implications of marketing within the organization and not that it's just a cost center but really like how integral it is and how it touches every single piece of the business so uh jp where can people get a hold of you where can they connect with you where can they learn more about your work
1: yeah, so the best way is to go to our company website, boomtime.com, boomtim ecom uh, And you can find me, of course, on LinkedIn. I have a pre, you know, I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn, uh, meeting people and, and talking to people. Um, and it's uh, JP Clement on LinkedIn. So, uh, LinkedIn.com slash in slash JP Clement. Awesome, JP. Appreciate having you today.
0: I look forward to chatting again, getting to know each other more. Uh, but yeah, really thank you for the time today. It's been a blast.
1: Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well,
0: our, my guest today has been JP Clement, who is the CEO of Boom Time Marketing. If you know somebody who's wanting to elevate their marketing chops and be a better integrator of their entire organization, be sure to send them this podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to like and share and follow us as we interview more amazing people like JP. This has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us and until next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. If you're in the process of renewing your strategic plan and you're looking for a framework to align your team and to create a clear vision, clear goals, and a clear roadmap on how to get there, be sure to check out our signature course that will walk you through the process that we've used to create hundreds of strategic plans successfully for organizations all over the world. You'll get instant access to all the videos and documents right away, And so whether you're planning a strategy session in three months, three weeks, or three days, you'll be able to get the most out of your meeting and have everyone be on the same page and bought into your plan. It's the exact same framework that we've used for our clients, and we've packaged it in a way that you can use it easily yourself. So visit smestrategy.net slash course, and you can use the code podcast for $100 off. That's smestrategy.net slash course and use the code podcast for $100 off, and you'll get instant access to all of the tools to help you create your strategic plan successfully and have everybody moving forward on the same page. Once again, this is Anthony Taylor with the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you real soon.